0: You're listening to the teaching ministry of Discovery Church in Bristol, Tennessee. For more information about Discovery, or for more free audio content, please visit discoverybristol.com. Good morning, and happy Father's Day to all of you fathers. Um, and I'm Dean, and I am indeed one of the elders here. Uh, I've been serving for a couple years, and, and it's been a joy and a pleasure. It's had some interesting times, um, but that is why elders are here. To help guide the church in the direction that that God would want it to go. Today, we're continuing on in in our series, Verses, Finding God's Word in Our Worship. Where we're looking at verses that are related to the songs that we sing here at, at Discovery. And for today, it's a song we were just sang. Song for His Presence is the title of that song. And it is indeed about coming into God's presence I really like the song. I picked that song, and I hope you enjoyed it too. So let me open it up in a quick word of prayer. Lord, we do thank you for all that you have done for us, for loving us and caring for us, for being a good, good father to us, even to those who may not have had that. We praise you, we thank you now, in Jesus' name, amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All of the universe was made by God. In Psalm 19, David tells us, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. That that the stars are just giving glory to God. Have you ever been out at, at night on a clear night, especially if you're away from, from the city and looked up and seen just all the stars? In fact, you can really see the Milky Way if it's dark enough and clear enough. It kind of looks like milk, a cloud that's there, are so many stars that are there. Or maybe you've been able to see the, the Aurora Borealis, the northern lights, the little green wavy colors. One time I was on a business trip when I was taking one of those midnight flights across country. And the pilot came on and said, if you look to the north, you'll see the northern lights. And it was just awesome. And I would ask, do you not see God's hand in creation? Like the stars... We, you and I, were made by God. And we were made to give glory to him. But unlike everything else on earth that God made, he made us in his image. He had a special place for us. That we were... as. David said in Psalm 139, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We were made to experience God's presence. In 1982, the Academy Award for Best Picture went to the film Chariots of Fire, which depicted members of the 1924 British Olympic track team. The film contrasted and highlighted two men, Harold Abraham a man driven to win and to prove that he was the best, and Eric Little, a devout Christian who ran to give glory to God. The son of missionaries to China, Little used his notoriety as not only a runner but as a, as a star rugby player, as a way that people would come in to hear hear him speak, and he would then would be able to Tell them about the good news. In the key scene in the movie, Eric is, is having a heart-to-heart conversation with his sister, who is very worried about him. She's worried that all the time he is spending running, all the time that he is spending training for the Olympics, it is taking him away from God's work. And Eric tells her, I am committed. serving the Lord but that God also made me fast and that when I run I feel God's pleasure for me running would be torture but for Eric running brought him into God's presence he could feel God with him if you were to see him running, you would just see his heads are back, he's just not a runner at all, and he's smiling because of the joy of the Lord that is in him. He stirred a great controversy in Britain because he refused to run in the Olympics on the 100-meter sprint. He held the British record for the 100 meters. He had said it in 1923 but he refused to run on the 100 meters in the Olympics because the qualifying heats were run on Sunday. And for little to run on Sunday would violate his conviction to keep the Sabbath day holy. He couldn't do it. He refused to do it. So despite great pressure, he didn't do it. A lot of the country in Scotland, where he was from, they called him a traitor. But he was true to his commitment to the Lord. Instead, he got a bronze in the 200 meters. And in the 400 meters, not only did he win and get the gold, but he set it in world record time. He loved God immensely. He ran for God to give God glory. In 1925, he finished his studies at the University of Edinburgh in science, and he went to China to join his family in the mission work there. And 20 years later, in 1945, in a prison camp, he died. But he ran his race giving glory To God. 2,000 years ago, there was a devout Jew who had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus, and he became a great evangelist to Europe and Asia. His street preaching was so effective that in two cities, riots broke out because all these people were coming to know the Lord becoming Christians, and it was turning the society upside down. This thing called Christianity was spreading, and people were being touched. People were coming to know him, to glorify him, and to praise him. In the city of Philippi, the apostle Paul and his companion Silas were thrown into jail for casting out a demon and a slave girl chained up in jail with a bunch of other prisoners. For you and I, I'd probably be rethinking my career choice. But Paul, he didn't care. And in fact, in Acts 16, we read, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to the God and the prisoners, we're listening to them. Paul was having church in prison, chained up with the rest, praying and singing hymns. And it said all of the prisoners were just listening. And in fact, later, an earthquake happens. The doors to the, to the jail fling wide open. And the jailer, he's going to kill himself because he thinks everybody's run out. And they call him and say, no, we're all here. And he's like, What? And at that point, Paul and Silas share to him and his whole family get baptized because they, he saw and the family saw just this change that happened. And they were able to glorify God also. Paul trusted God. He experienced God's presence. In Revelation chapter 4, John describes entering the throne of God. And this is what John wrote. After this, I look, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. John sees this open door up in heaven, and he hears this voice that says, Come on up, John. Come and see. And John says, At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. And around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones... Excuse me, were 24 elders clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. And from the throne came lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. John looks, and he sees God seated on this throne. And there's lightning, and there's thunder, and all of these things are happening all around. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes, front and behind. The first living creature, like a lion, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who is and was and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who is and was and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, The twenty-four elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. That as these creatures, and there's also another scene very similar in, in the book of Isaiah, where Isaiah comes to see the throne room of God, and he calls those these creatures seraphim with the six wings, calling out, "Holy, holy, holy," is the Lord God Almighty. And at times they will stop, and they'll just praise God, and then the, these twenty-four elders they just start praising God as well and they cast down their their crowns before him. And they're worshiping God. They are in his presence. They are giving him glory and honor and praise. They were made for that. We were made for that. To see God in his majesty and in his power. To be with others, just worshiping and praising God to join in and say holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who is and was and is to come. That's what John experienced. He wrote the revelation of Jesus Christ at the end of his life. When he was in exile on the island of Patmos. That God came to him and gave him this revelation. And he wrote all that he saw and all that he was told to write. But throughout his life before that, from the time that he came to know Jesus, he proclaimed who he was. He wrote several letters to the church, he wrote a gospel that we read. He knew and experienced God. He experienced Him first as man, but then later as the risen Lord. <clears throat> I'm not an athlete like Eric Little. I'm an athlete of any kind I'm not an evangelist like Paul I mean truth be told I'm a nerd but I embrace that because that's how God made me and I know this that I am loved by God just as much as he loves the apostle Paul and as he loves Eric Little and like them, I experience God's presence. And so do many of you. <clears throat> and God's desire, his heart is that all would be saved and that none would be lost. That his hope is what he wants more than anything. It's for each of us to know him, to experience him, to walk with him, to be filled with the spirit, to give him honor and glory and praise. And to be whatever it is that you are, but to do it for the glory of God. Whatever whatever kind of work you do, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you love the Lord. What matters is you love being in his presence. What matters is just praising him. And that there are things that happen when we do that. That when we enter into the Lord, like the song talks about, the pain, the suffering, the aches, The burdens that we carry are gone. Jesus one time said to the disciples, to the people come unto me all of you who are weary and heavy laden are burdened and I will give you Take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love worship music. I love singing it. I love mixing the sound for worship here at church. It gives me a chance to even have worship twice on Sundays to join with all of you as we sing. Because worship takes the focus on me And puts it on to God. Worship is what brings me. Into God's presence. You can experience God. His peace. His love. His mercy. His grace. His pleasure. With you. And there is no better way. To enter into God's presence. Than by taking communion. And worshiping him. And that's what we're going to do. But before the ushers pass out communion, I have a question for you. Have you ever experienced God's presence? If you haven't, I would urge you to ask Jesus into your life. And even if you are a Christian, if you haven't experienced God's presence lately, if you haven't felt that, to know just him coming upon you and just loving you telling you I love you then I would suggest that you do this that you spend some time in prayer even again just saying Lord I'm a sinner and I believe that you are God that you died on the cross for my sins to pay the penalty for me that you were buried, and on the third day, you rose again as proof of who you are and the power that you have. And Lord, I believe in you. And Lord, I ask that you would be Lord of my life. And just say that to him. And as you do, just enter into his presence. And then after that, the end of church talk to a friend talk to Elliot or any of the staff or any of the elders we love to talk with you and pray with you to encourage you so as we pass out communion you can take it as you do just think about God his great love for you much he longs for you to be with him, to worship him, to just sit there and let him love you. And then as you take communion afterwards, just sit there praising him, saying, God, you're a great God. I love you. I love you. And you will experience his presence no better way to do it let me pray lord we do thank you for the gift of life everlasting we praise you lord that you are indeed the king of kings the lord of all the creator of the heavens and the earth and lord we give you our lives we praise you we thank you and it's in jesus name i pray amen